This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Live from New York, the show that can do 75 push-ups. It's first things first. Today, Rogers talks about patience with his receivers. Why Nick is not trying to hear it. Meanwhile, early wonderful. Pat Bev Day in L.A. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Why is that in the show? It's called Swagger. It's weird and wonderful. It's a football week. Well. It's called Swagger. Exactly right. And finally, the return of the esteemed Bud List. Remember, everyone. Just call it the Trey Lance hate one. No, no, no. First of all, I'm pulling for Trey Lance. Well, I don't know. We're not going to go that far. It's not an indictment. It's supposed to be an inspiration. Yes. yes, yes. Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilde. Brew. Any surprises on the bud list? It'll be Trey Lance. Yeah, look, it could have been last week's list, to be honest, but I did put some new additions on there. It'll be fun and motivating. And motivating. Remember, it's not an indictment, it's an inspiration. But we start. Russ isn't on it. (laughs) With tonight's big game, Chiefs Chargers. Fox Bet has the Chiefs as four and a half point home favorites. Tonight in a battle of two star QBs, one on the rise. One former Super Bowl champ trying to recapture his glory. There, let's repaint the fields. <laughs> Nick, who would a win mean more for tonight, Mahomes or Herbert? You know what? I want to hear Brew first. Oh, okay. Because I want to see. I, you know what? I, I maybe disparage Brew's bud list on yeah. the early. Maybe you'll prove me Very wrong. Very unfair. And so you, you have first shot at this. Point. Well, the the answer is easy, and my logic is indisputable. Ooh. Real talk. It's the Chargers because the Chargers are the little brother. That's true. It always means more for the little brother to beat the big brother. And it is indisputable that the Chargers are the little brother. They haven't won six straight AFC West championships. To, To the Chargers, to the Raiders, to the Broncos, the Chiefs are Tom Brady in the AFC East. I don't know why. The Chiefs are LeBron James in the Eastern Conference oh, a, a few years ago. The Chiefs were Michael Jordan to the whole NBA in the 90s. I mean, really, and the, the Chiefs early. have been that dominant. We remember when the Chiefs were nothing. But now, to these young guys, the Chiefs are all they know. They're the big, bad brother. And it's not just past. We know they got the recent Super Bowl, but it's just last week. They put up a league-high 44 points. They won by a league-high 23 points against a playoff team last year. All right? And I know, oh, they've beaten the Chiefs before. They've actually won the last two at Arrowhead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the fact that they didn't make the playoffs those years, they didn't follow it up, it it nullifies it. So now they've retooled. They've built, and Nick has said, they've built themselves just to beat the Chiefs. They added Khalil Mack, Kyle Van Noy. J.C. Jackson, I don't, you know, game time decision, cornerback. We'll see if he's back. 
But if they win this game, this is going to give them the momentum and the belief that, you know what, we can live up to the hype. They'll say it if they lose. But if they win, they will really believe it in their heart. We, this is our year. Like Aaron Rodgers said, everybody else thinks it's their year. This will be their year in their minds if they win tonight. So, Brew makes a bunch of very cogent points. Cogent so analysis. Cogent analysis, which is Bruce's. That's my special. Mine too. Not, well. not yours. That's not your – you have a different role. But that's, that's not fine. your corner. That's not your corner, but that doesn't matter. That's, let's keep that you're, off You're the, the funny guy. Yeah, uh, the – Brew makes a lot of fair points, and they're logical points. And if I had not consumed any sports media over the last 18 months, I would totally agree with you. However, I have consumed sports media over the last 18 months. Everything Brew said about the Chiefs and the AFC West and their dominance of not just the AFC West but the conference since Mahomes got there was true 11 months ago. 11 months ago, the Mahomes had been figured out. The Chiefs era was over before it even began. It was stillborn. Just, just throw it out. And then after they said, no, once again, the playoffs are going to go through Arrowhead, and they ended up with 12 wins once again, and all of that happened, then with no games being played this offseason, once again, the Chiefs <laughs> no. were yesterday's news. Oh, my God, they lost Tyree Kill. Oh, my God, the Broncos added Mr. Limited, and the Chargers added Khalil Mack, and the Raiders added Devontae Adams. Could the Chiefs fit... Could the Chiefs miss the playoffs? That was a topic on a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Are the Chiefs the bet favorites in the AFC West? That was a topic on a lot of shows. Is Patrick Mahomes, forget the best quarterback in the NFL, forget the best quarterback in the AFC, we know that's Josh Allen. Is he even the best quarterback in the AFC West? Some lists said otherwise. True. So I am here to tell you that the media and the NFL's memory on anything regarding the Kansas City Chiefs is that of a lab rat. It takes one thing, and it goes away. So the 44 points sound good. If they lose tonight, everyone is going to be back on where they wanted to be beforehand with the Chiefs, which is, ah, Miss Tyreek. Ah, Herbert might have surpassed Mahomes. So the answer, unfortunately, Brew, is it would mean more for the Chiefs because the Chiefs are the only team in the league that has a real pedigree and resume that somehow has to prove it every single week. Because it got boring talking about them scoring so many points and winning 12 games and winning the division. That's just, it's just from consuming the media and consuming how people talk about this team, that we know is true. It, that didn't happen with the Patriots okay. in the AFC East. No one was like, oh, it's Chad Pennington's time. That didn't happen. That's true. We rolled. But yesterday, you were Mr. Like Hat in Hand. You're like, oh, I don't know, guys. Yeah, he. Because no. I don't think he, they're going to go right himself Maybe. No, I don't think they're going to. I hope so. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> I am not sitting here guaranteeing a victory. What I am guaranteeing is if the Chiefs lose, the overreaction, let me put it like this. I believe, Wilds, the Chargers have a larger benefit of the doubt from my media colleagues than the Chiefs. Even though Staley's never been to the playoffs, Herbert's never been to the playoffs. If the Chargers lose, no one's going to make it a referendum on them. If the Chiefs lose, they will, which is why I think it's actually oddly, even though I agree with almost everything you said, Brew, a bigger game for the Chiefs. Okay, I agree with Nick. And I've got a little bit of Stockholm syndrome about the Chiefs. Same with I do Yankees, Red Sox. I root for the Red Sox. I end up watching a lot of Yankees, and all of a sudden I've sort of become a Yankees fan. Since I have to work with Nick, I watch a ton of Chiefs. And next thing you know, they're scoring. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, ah, that's kind of great, though. So here's why I want it. I think the answer is the Chiefs. And I want Mahomes 
to sort of be that guy. We all kind of think he's that guy, but you're right, he has lost some that guy ground. So I, this is what I want to hear from Mahomes. He's not going to say this, but this is the type of thing I want to hear from Mahomes. Can we play the sound, please? Now I feel confident because I'm the best player in the world. Oh, <laughs> I, that's right in your wheelhouse there. Oh, that's right You're in the sweet spot. Music. Here's the thing, yeah. because there are parts of the analytical NFL world where like, well, look at the passing yards. Look at the TDs for Herbert. Man, look at the wins. I'm a quarterback win guy. And you would think outside, if you take off the wins, like, well, Herbert's right there. Who do you want to start a franchise with? I don't Who know. Do you want to start the a guy who's over 500? Was a real That's question. That's 100%. We were it's, it all, and also that Patrick Mahomes, like 35. They're like two and a half years apart. Yeah. So I think it's Mahomes should come out and sort of establish real dominance and dead this conversation. And that would be nice. Uh, but this is obviously a tough team from. Look, he's coming off a five touchdown game. And I, look, I agree with you, Nick. NFL.com had Patrick Mahomes rated as the fifth best quarterback in the And the players the called him the And Justin Her- Herbert was fourth. Yeah. Okay? Just last week, after, after he threw five touchdowns and no interceptions, Pro Football Focus had him eighth best quarterback performance. Is that true? Of oh, the, that the yes, you, yeah. of the Where's weekend. Where's the Brian Tannehill? Hey, guys, there's a fly un- in your algorithm, so, or your algorithm is a, made by a fly. But, one but, or the other. Oh, here, here's the, diff- here's like the problem, though. Algorithm and this is why, fly. even though you were right about that, fly. Nick, the disrespect <laughs> for Patrick Mahomes and the buzz yeah. about Justin Herbert, there's a simple reason why. Patrick Mahomes is held to a higher standard. He's held to a much higher standard that he set in his first two seasons with the MVP and the Super Bowl. Justin Herbert is maybe, I mean, people think, you know, we we believe he's he's really good. Right. We believe he's really good. But because he hasn't done anything yet, because it's only his third year, He's still in his honeymoon phase. He's still, you know, got the shine on him. Let them miss the playoffs this year. And I bet you nope. that shine comes off. But of there's it. certain guys where it is like a, it is about wins and losses, and other guys it's just in the. It's weird because I I am glad the NFL has embraced some level of analytics. I'm glad that the commentary has gotten smarter. I'm glad that you don't hear as often anymore. You know, when you run the ball 45 times, you win 98 percent of your. I'm glad a lot of that's gone, but in some areas we have lost the plot a bit about what the goals of these events are, which is winning. Because I heard all summer, all summer, that the best playoff game maybe anyone's ever played was Josh Allen against the Chiefs, which is crazy because it wasn't the best playoff game a quarterback played that that day on that stadium. Mahomes was better. And it's just like, well, but I don't know. Josh Allen had more ooh and ah moments. It's like, mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we sh- if we should. I'm not a quarterback wins guy, but it shouldn't be an unimportant part of the equation. But here's what's the funny thing: even if the Chiefs win tonight and they're dominant, because of their schedule the next few weeks, and I'm not talking about the difficulty of opponent. I'm talking about the placement on television. So tonight they're on Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. Next week they're buried in the one o'clock window against the Colts. But then after that, Sunday night football against Tampa. Then after that, Monday night football against the Raiders. And then after that, the prime 430 window on CBS against the Bills. Every single one of those will be a referendum game for the Chiefs and not their opposition. Every single one of those games, if there is one zero touchdown, two interception, 140-yard performance from Mahomes, which 
you know, this is what what we call the Aaron Rodgers Week One, right? Like that's a, guys are allowed sure, to yeah. have that. It's a referendum for him and him alone. And so, I listen, I do think the Chiefs are going to win tonight. I think Brew thinks they're going to win tonight as well. I, you, I don't know if I you roll. made your pick. I think they're going to win. Uh, but I, I just know that in a very weird way, the team that is the only proven team in the AFC for a half decade is the team that consistently has to prove it week in, week out. It's a weird spot to be in. Okay. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Oh. That, that's what it is. No. Okay. Even though they LeBron haven't reference. won it in a little you had, You made a LeBron reference. You made a LeBron reference. I love Guys, LeBron. it's football season. Okay. I Come on. The crown. It, but, well, they haven't the worn it in a few crown. years, but Mahomes wears the crown. He does. The crown. Yeah. He's the best well, player. I want him to wear the crown. He's yeah. the eighth best player. Okay. <laughs> Coming up next, Aaron Rodgers. Talking about trust. I liked it. Nick didn't. We discussed next. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to the show. Coach Mangini with us. We're talking about Rogers receivers. After a week one drop, Rogers addressed getting on the same page as his young receivers yesterday. Take a listen. There's a standard that I'm going to hold these guys to because I believe in them, but also there's a patience that comes with the inexperience, and I think I've learned uh, how to balance that, um, but the direct conversations are the best way. These are, these are good kids. They really are. They, they want to please. They want to do the right thing. They care about it, but I'm, you know, I'm going to figure out a way to continue to, to get on the same frequency with them. Get on the same frequency. That's like you and me sometimes. Get mm-hmm. on the same frequency yeah, we sure. talk about. Mm-hmm. Did you like this quote? <laughs> I liked the quote. I, I'd like it more if I felt like he put that into action. I think, I, think, I think week one was the perfect example of the biggest flaw with Aaron Rodgers. So Rodgers, to me, like everyone acknowledges Brady's the greatest quarterback ever, even though in my lifetime I can think of three guys unequivocally who are more talented than him. I think Peyton Manning's more talented than him. I think Rodgers more talented than him. I think Mahomes more talented than him. But Brady, Mahomes is, you know, his book's yet to be written. Brady, for all the other stuff, so far outstripped everybody else, right? And for Rodgers, when things go poorly, I just don't trust him. 
And I, I've seen it enough. And it is now consecutive games, very different stakes of the games. But the NFC Championship game, a couple things happened. There was a drop early, and Mercedes Lewis fumbled early. And what did he do the rest of the game? Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones, that's it. Your only guys getting targeted. And the Niners aren't dopes. You can figure it out watching on TV. They got smart people there who are breaking down film, cutting it down. They're like, okay, this is what we need to do. And then in week one, it is, I, I understand the frustration. It's a perfect pass on a play like you've probably been talking about all week. We're going to hit them with this. I'm sure it's frustrating for everyone. But it also is to a kid from a D2 school, his first NFL snap. And then you give up on him for the rest of the game. And what does it have? What do you only throw to your tight end to have been there, your running backs who have been there? And you score seven points. It'd be one thing if it was, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to turn this car around type of behavior, but you still get to your destination. Had they won the game or at least been competitive offensively, then I'm fine with it. I just, I think this is Rodgers' biggest issue. I think when he gets miffed, if you will, in the moment, he gets too frustrated to, to play his game. And I think it hurts the Packers. I think it's one of the reasons he struggled in some of the bigger spots of his career. Yeah, it's interesting. You hear the quote, and I have no problem with the quote either. The, the quote makes total sense. And, and you talked about Tom being maybe the third or fourth most talented quarterback. But Tom's, Tom's quarterback package is different because of the intangibles right. and all the other things he brings to the table and the way that he, he makes people around him better. And... And also the way that, that he was able to make himself better and, the, and, and, and that commitment to it permeates the locker room. And, and with Aaron, so you wanted to be the highest paid quarterback, check. Okay, you, you wanted to have, say, in personnel, okay, great, we're going to do that. You wanted security, we're going to do that. You, they did all those things. Draft a wide receiver high. And, and now what that means is you've got to move on from Devontae Adams and you've got to get young players. So then you're you're critical of the young players because the communication between you and they aren't what it should be but what have you done leading up to training camp to help that happen you knew what was going to go on you knew they were going to come in you could have come to OTAs you could have spent time with those guys you understood the landscape that you were entering into by the things that you demanded and the things that that you required in order to be successful now part of that success comes with the responsibility of, of making up for shortcomings in other areas because we've given you so much. And, and Tom was, first of all, he didn't always take the highest contract. That's a little bit different now, but that was an aspect of, of his selflessness. But it was, also, it was also a selflessness of making sure that he was going to spend time with everybody and, and, and help them be successful, not just sort of lecture after the fact as to what needs to get done. Yeah, look, I, I don't want this to just be a bash Aaron Rodgers session, but, Coach, I totally agree, and I've been saying that. And you guys know I've harped on what he's done in the NFC title games and, and how he's been a guy that's never turned the football over, all of a sudden turns it over almost as much as he throws touchdowns in the NFC title games. Aaron Rodgers lacks the intangibles to be the greatest quarterback ever. He And, and, and for quarterback – it is not just about your physical talents. Probably the two people you would debate for GOAT. Obviously, it's Brady in most people's minds. And then Joe Montana. Neither of them, there's a threshold of physical ability you must have. 
But after that, it is what's between your ears. It's your character, your leadership. Can you galvanize the locker room? Like you said, can you get the players to believe not only in you, but in themselves? That's what Brady and Montana have. And there's more to it than that. For Rodgers, I think you can argue he gets tight, not just when chips are down, but in a lot of big moments. I mean, an intangible is him not running two years ago or a year and a half ago on third down Mm -hmm. in that NFC championship game when he could have maybe gotten into the end zone, certainly gotten to the two or three yard line. All right. That's an intangible that he lacks. An intangible is what you said about, you know, not throwing it to Christian Watson and zeroing in on one receiver like he did in last year's NFC title game, you know? And so those are the things that Rodgers lacks and why a Brady who's not as talented a Montana who wasn't as talented are better quarterbacks overall. So this weekend, Coach, do you if you were coaching the Packers, do you draw up like confidence builder plays for the wide receivers, or is it just like you know what? Here's our game plan, regardless of the thing Brandon would always talk about, right? Yeah, like, give him like a, a, bubble, him a bubble screen or a quick slant or something like that. Right? Yeah, that, that there's an element of that in every game plan, and and, and sometimes it's defensively, sometimes it's offensively. You, you, there's certain guys that need to get involved in the game early. They need to have some kind of success early, and then their game skyrockets. And if they have failure early in the game, they can go in the tank. So, so you can design plays to get him the ball. It could be uh, a quick pass. It could be a wide receiver screen. It could even be a jet sweep, something to get the, the, their, the ball in their hands. But, but outside of that, as the game goes on, they still may make a mistake. Things still may happen, and you've got you've to be able to come back to the sideline calm everybody down, mm-hmm. and, and express that, hey, you're going to get another opportunity, as opposed to, look, you got to go to your room without supper. You, you, you can't play anymore. It, that, that's, it, it's too hard to do that. You don't have enough weapons to, to do that on, on any kind of And, and, and by the way, this is, the, this is the indefinable about sports, but across all sports, across all of history, it, it repeats itself regularly, which is there are guys who are great, and then there are guys who are greater than they have any business being. When you were talking about Brady and Rodgers, I immediately thought of Wilton Russell. There's the, there, you know, and now the, it's not just the 11 rings to two rings, but it's that there's a reason for that discrepancy. Maybe you couldn't ever be even because of the teams, but it's like, well... One guy who had all the physical tools but had none of the other stuff. Right. You know, what, what, went as far as his raw talent could carry him, which was pretty damn far. And the other guy went laps further than his raw talent ever could take him. And now you have in the NFL, of the two, you know, you could argue, great, two of the greatest modern quarterbacks, one guy with seven rings and ten Super Bowl trips and another guy with one ring and one Super Bowl trip. And again... Rodgers didn't have Belichick, he didn't have the defense. So it's not just a count the rings thing, but when the discrepancy is that massive, then you're like, oh, I, there, there is something there. And it's just, people have brought this up. You bring up the NFC Championship games. The other thing, Kevin, people bring up are the fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah, Rodgers has been in the league since I've been, when I, I was in college when he came to the league, right? He has 18 fourth quarter comebacks in his career. That's the same as John Kitna. the same as Joe Flacco. It's less than... Derek Carr. It's less now. Some of that's situational, but eventually the sample size gets large enough. You're like, oh, absolutely. That's you know what I mean. That's noteworthy. Those things start to tell a story, and it almost feels to me like he at times gets undercut 
by how great he looks when things are going great. Because when things are going great, he does look like my I, – I think that's the best football player I've ever seen in my life. And it, then it goes sideways. Yeah, he's, he's incredibly difficult to deal with. He's incredibly difficult to game plan against. And when he's on fire, it's, it's borderline, un, unstoppable. But the, the, the thing I talk about with Tom Brady when I when it's, uh, talking to my kids or other people, ask one or whoever it is, is that no matter how much fame, success, money that he had – he worked the same way every single day, and he approached people the same way every single day. And you hear guys say it all the time. Hey, I came into the locker room. I was a free agent or I was an undrafted rookie or whatever it is, and Tom came over and introduced himself. <laughs> it, it, it's stuff like that that, that it, it's hard to quantify, but yet it has so much significance on the success or failure of you know the player else, and the team. You know who else does that? I do on this show. I was about to say, we had a yeah, new yeah, staff. I, well, I, was like, I was here for a week. I was here for a week. I didn't see Wild. Well, yeah. No, you're a staff no. veteran. Okay. You're, like, you're like Randall Cobb. I was like, anybody see Wild? Hey, coming up next. <laughs> should the Bucks be on upset alert? We're not doing the upset alert segment. It's just kind of a preview. It's such Literally a popular wrote segment. Literally on my paper, this wild. is something Wilds is good at. <laughs> I literally have that in my notes. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Brady versus Saints. Saints 4-0 against Brady in the regular season when he's with the Bucks. Five bucks on the injury report. That's dangerous. Brew, are you putting your guy, Tom Brady, on upset alert, even though this is not the official upset alert well, segment? And I'm glad you brought up the upset alert segment. I just want to say this. I tried to drop it in Monday, and you, it didn't resonate because of all the homage and obeisance you guys showered on what? Get the necessary credit. I said Steelers Bengals oh is God. upset alert. Doing this? And I got no love. Right I'm gonna just say I know this of what is, I speak. Hey, way to advocate for yourself, bro. I'm just saying. Great so job. Listen Great to job. me on this segment. Okay. When I say upset alert, I know of what I speak. Okay. I'm the upset alert guy. Everybody knows it. <laughs> That's your thing. I don't know. I, 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 People I, are saying, okay. is that what they're okay? Yeah. Like yeah, I feel a certain way about you. See, it's been two days in a row. Anyway, let's talk about it tomorrow too. Absolutely. We're going yes, yes tomorrow is the official upset alert. Absolutely, Tom Brady should be on upset alert, and everybody knows it. Come, you, you said it. Yeah, I want to know something real quick from you, though. I, I just want to ask okay. a question because last year you did something that is true that doesn't get talked so about enough, or it gets talked about ad nauseum and makes me sick. Uh, is Jameis Winston dark horse MVP? That was your take last year. Yep, and, and then he got hurt. Is that also – I heard you mention this on another show also. Are, is he your Dark Horse MVP again this year? Yes. Okay. Now, it. Dark Horse. I, that's I, not my I like your loyalty. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You're going to stay with Did him. you okay, see so anything ahead. Sunday to tell you otherwise? Now, I know. That's they true. didn't let him cook in the first three quarters. Right. But once they let him cook in the fourth quarter, he threw for 200 yards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Really. Yeah, okay. And Michael Thomas is back. And this is, this is another reason why Tampa Bay needs to be concerned because – Michael Thomas is back, and he looked great. 
All right, we know they got some other. They got some other. Jarvis looked nice. Chris Olave, I like him. But beyond that, and this was the nugget I said I got for you guys. Tom Brady has a losing record against two teams throughout his career. Seattle, which he's only played three times. He's one and two against them. And the New Orleans Saints, four and five against them. Now, 0 and four since he's been in Tampa, but they have a beat on Tom Brady. True. All right, and you mentioned all the guys. We'll see if Donovan Smith, you know, what he's going to look like. But I I, I think New Orleans is going to win this game. I definitely think they are. They've got they've got Brady's number coach, and I think they do it again. Well, I love the Jarvis Landry pickup. I thought that was one of the best free agent pickups going. I, I really think that he adds a whole different element to, to that offense and a really important element to that offense. But you said they didn't let Jarvis cook. Jameis. Jameis. Jameis cook. They let Jarvis cook a little bit, yeah. but they didn't let Jameis cook. And, and the problem with that, though, is sometimes the meals that he puts out there aren't really that edible. Yeah. And that's been the problem <laughs> that he's he had. Sometimes he the kitchen on fire. Yeah, he's sometimes, learned, sometimes the whole restaurant burns down. And even when you watched the, the game last week, there was right, right before, I think it was the second last drive, there was a play where he could have easily been picked off. He threw the, the ball into a cover two corner, and the, the guy kind of half dropped it. And, and that's, that's what you're going to get. The more that they put the game just in his hands and they want to light this offense on fire, yeah. you've got the chance for – incredible numbers, big points, and then you've got the chance for make something happen plays where the turnovers create real problems. And, and that's, that's my apprehension go, going into to, to this week is which player are you going to get because they could easily pivot to this, this is his show now. And, and we're going to light it up. And I don't think that's necessarily the right approach. No, it's not the right approach. He also spiked the ball with the clock stopped on the game-winning drive. And it cost him 10 yards. That happened. I don't know why nobody seemed to care that happened. The clock was stopped. The guy had gone out of bounds. James ran to the line. The clock, nobody's clock. The refs were kind of looking at him funny. He spiked the ball. And the ref threw the saddest flag I've ever seen. Like, oh, I can't believe it. I have to do this. for emphasis. And even, you want to make sure the clock even on stopped. the announcement, the ref was like, intentional grounding. The quarterback spiked the ball with the clock not running. Like, oh, this is really embarrassing for all involved. Yeah. The Saints had the, you, it's, the NFL, you just want to escape with a win. Mm-hmm. But that was a Houdini-esque <laughs> escape. And it, to me, was not one that should bode well for the future of their season. It, it, it didn't build confidence for me. Their offensive line looked Really, really rough. Jameis got sacked four times. One was clearly his fault. The other three, there was nothing he could do. Could have been sacked more. I, at the end of the game, after they kicked the game-winning field goal, the Falcons end up getting a, an attempt. It gets blocked. Why they get an attempt? Because the uh, Lattimore when it got a personal foul penalty with two seconds left or a taunting penalty with two seconds left for 15 yards. These are like incre- like insane things that are, that are happening at the end of this football game. And so... I was bearish on the Bucks beginning of the season mm-hmm. because after this week they have the Packers and they have the Chiefs, and I thought a few months ago that Cowboys game was going to be tougher than it ended up being. Man, unless the Saints front four just constantly gets to Brady and constantly knocks him down, I don't think the Saints have enough firepower wow. against that Bucks defense to win. I just mm. don't. Oh. And I do think that when you saw uh, Cordero Patterson – Run for seemingly a buck fifty. I think Leonard on this Saints front. I think Leonard Fournette 
is going to be a starring actor in this movie, and I don't think the Saints can, are going to win oh, this. See, I, see, I disagree. I'm go, I think the Saints win it. And you mentioned a few offensive weapons, and you mentioned some offensive weapons. Coach, you mentioned oh, some you're offensive weapons. Oh, you going to do it? Well, he's, he's one of your favorite players. <laughs> he was good on Sunday. He was really good. Let's take a listen. Let's take a listen. Why do you hate him so much? Oh, just, let's just let's play the sound because Todd Bowles worried about him. Uh-huh. Anytime he's on the field, he causes a problem, whether it's special teams or offense, you know, whether it's tight end, wide out, quarterback, running back. He does a great job. He's physical on teams as well. Obviously, we haven't handled him well because they won almost every game, six out of seven at least. And, you know, he's going to be a challenge. Who knows what position he's going to play? Let's look at this numbers. Oh, he's got passing yards. He's got 67 rushing yards. He's got some W's there. Nick, are you ready? To, have you come around on your guy, Taysom Hill? I, I will not be misrepresented in such a fashion. <laughs> I won't allow it. I said for the last three years, Taysom Hill is a valuable player on all 32 NFL teams. That he is a guy... I'd, I'd love on my team. I think anyone would love as a gadget player, as a guy who can do a little bit of everything, save you some roster spots. Yeah. He can cover kicks. Mm-hmm. He can be an H back. He can be a yeah. backup tight end. He can be an emergency fourth string quarterback. That's what he, he can be. All those things. My, the anti Taysom stuff was when Sean Payton was trying to win trading places style some bet with somebody <laughs> like I I bet you you pick someone out and I can turn him into a quarterback and they're like how about that tiny guy from BYU he's like watch me do it and then they paid him like he was a quarterback they talked about him like he was a quarterback and he was never a quarterback so yes in this role I think Taysom is a weapon yeah I, I, I think he's absolutely a weapon I just brew don't trust. The Saints' offense, which you're right, in the fourth quarter exploded for uh, what nearly 200 yards, around 200, 200 yards. Yeah, 200 yeah. yards. But in the previous three quarters, had about a buck yep. 80. I don't trust the Saints' offense if they struggled like that against Atlanta's defense. What they are going to look like throughout the entirety of the game against this Tampa defense? Well, look, some of the guys didn't get going. Alvin Kamara didn't get going. Mm-hmm. All rushing all. or catching yep. the ball. Michael Thomas didn't get going until the end of the game. So, I, look, and I agree with you, Coach. Like, I, I don't. I think one of the best things for Jameis is he's not in the no risk, it, no biscuit. You know, offense of Bruce Arians. They gotta walk that fine line between letting him do his thing, but keeping the rope on him a little bit. And I thought. I didn't think they did that the first three quarters well. I thought they, like last season when they started, you know, they were 5-2 and two when he went down, but they weren't letting him do hardly anything. Mm-hmm. All right? I think you got to give him a little more freedom than that, and I think they'll find that balance as the season goes on. Yeah, offensively, they, they have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of different ways they can hurt you. They've got a lot of different things that you have to prepare for. It is just a function of not trying to put the game too much in his control or not in his control, but too much pressure on him to go make plays, consistently balance it off with the running game, and then they've got an opportunity to score a lot of points against people every single week. I do think Ooh. defensively there's, there's some things that they obviously need to improve, but offensively that to me was encouraging even though they had the slow start. Thank you, and thank you for not mentioning the Steelers-Bengals game like Broussard <laughs> did. How many people well, on okay, coming up, coming up next. I was the only We're one. Talking. Great job, Chris. <laughs> Chargers Chiefs, unless Broussard derails us again and wants to talk about his Steelers pick. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? 
it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Back to Chargers Chiefs, Herbert. Two and two lifetime against Mahomes. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Well, Mahomes didn't play one again, but he's still on the team. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It counts. You don't show up. You're on the team. That's right. The Chiefs against Mahomes. Is the team he, he decided not to play the game. Mahomes is You don't the get team an automatic. You have to wear the loss. Great call, Wilds. That's true. That's 100% they were true. 14 and 1, and he was resting in Well, weekend. he got the loss. Okay. <laughs> What's more likely, Nick? Chiefs blowout win or the Chiefs <clears throat> lose? All right, so the question is, because yeah, I, I think I, I, I've crunched the numbers. <laughs> okay, here we go. I have. I've had. <laughs> I've crunched the numbers. And, you know, I have a few proprietary algorithms. Of course. I know that. According to what I, my data, there's a 62% chance the Chiefs win the game. 62. Of a one-score game, pardon me. The Chiefs one win by one score, one score. non-blowout. Okay. There's an 18% chance, ju- just about one in five, that they lose. That they lose. Okay. And a 20% chance of a Chiefs blowout. So by a hair, the answer is the Chiefs blow them out. It's all proprietary. So don't try, don't don't try to double this algorithm. Oh, it's proprietary. Yeah, it's proprietary. there's a reason. Uh, so, Brew, there's a few reasons. One is the Chargers are the only team, Patrick Mahomes, this is unbelievable, but this is 100% true. The only team Patrick Mahomes has played in the NFL more than once, and he hasn't blown out. They're the only one. Every team he's played at least twice, he's blown them out at least once, if not every time. Additionally, last year in a game that I watched with you that the Chargers won, they won with 10 seconds left despite winning the turnover battle 4 to nothing. And after winning the turnover battle 4 to nothing, having to go for, at the time, what was considered a pretty crazy fourth and medium mm-hmm. instead of kicking a field goal because they were so abjectly terrified of their inability to stop the Chiefs' offense. Now, it looked like they stopped the Chiefs' offense because of the four turnovers. You remember, two of them were passes off the receiver's hands. Oh, I forgot. Collinsworth called it. NHFs. Not his faults. There are interceptions on Mahomes, <laughs> but they're not, not his faults. Those, those are new categories. Uh, and so, I think that Kansas City, that Wilds made a really good point on Sunday when they were Chiefs were playing his Super Bowl pick, which is everyone's trying to win, but the Chiefs are trying to prove a point. Yes. And there is no better option than prove a point than to, in your building, in your home opener, something the Chiefs have won six straight of, as many division titles they've won, actually, in a row, uh, is to put it on the Los Angeles Chargers. So it's not my pick. My pick is the Chiefs by yes. six. But if you ask me, are they going to lose or blow them yeah, out, I'll say the blow numbers. them out. Yeah. Yeah, the numbers. numbers. I I think that was a great attempt to bring back the bass in your voice and the swag. Because yesterday, (laughs) you're right. It was odd seeing you yesterday so doubtful doubtful. of the Chiefs. Scared of the Chargers. Now, I I, I would term it. It's usually like 1%. You're coming back, but you you still don't have your usual histrionics. I think the Chargers are a great team. Maybe second best team in the league. Look, I'm picking the Chiefs like you are, close game. I would be stunned if they blew him out. I I mean, it would be impressive, but the Chargers are legit. We know last year they beat them, Mm -hmm. and the defense was atrocious. This year they've stepped up the defense. We know how good the offense is. They're pointing to this game because, again, the Chiefs are the big brother 
So you know they're hyped up about this. They, they, I, I do believe, like you said, both teams feel like they have something to prove. But I think the Chargers have more to prove just because they haven't done anything. And so, Coach, I, I'm going with KC loss. KC loss is much. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Kansas City loses this game at all. But I would be stunned if they blew them out by three touchdowns or something like that. Yeah, I don't know where to go with the proprietary algorithm. I, I imagine that that algorithm always skews Kansas City. Oh, no. <laughs> like it's proprietary, but it's got absolutely. Yeah, it's got part of it is just like make sure there's Kansas a glitch City comes out on top. So yesterday he doubts the validity of the committee, and today he doubts the algorithms. I just I no, the, it's I it's changed. it's. It's not. That's fine. Go ahead. It's, doubting. It, it's trying to add balance. Okay. The, yeah. No. 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 It's, fine. it's truth. It's it's hard for me to imagine that they went into to the first game of the season and said, "Okay, we're we're not just going to win. We're going to prove a point." Like that's where they were going to send some sort of message. To the league. I think the game got out of hand against a team that's struggling mightily, struggling from from last year and and back into this year. And and in watching some of the All Twenty Two today you saw real opportunities for the Cardinals that they weren't able to take advantage of offensively. Where And, and I know this is a frustration view, where there were guys running scot-free where? in the secondary that, that Kyler Murray didn't hit. There were, there were multiple plays like that, and I think that Justin Herbert is going to be able to take advantage of those opportunities that maybe Kyler Murray wasn't able to take advantage of. I think the fact that that the Chargers can generate pass rush with their defensive line and not just pass rush, but meaningful, effective pass rush, that's going to be problematic too. I don't, I, Kansas City, from a weapon standpoint, looks like they're, they have more weapons, but I do like the fact that the Chargers, I, I do think the Chargers are going to be able to take advantage of some opportunities that Arizona couldn't this past week. All right, here, could you see it playing out this way, Coach? Kansas City fired up, home opener, got that new paint scheme on the field that everyone seems to be excited about. Mahomes wants to prove a little bit of a point, and they are like an electric team in the first quarter. They get up, two touchdowns, Chargers get a little tight, start to take some chances. That doesn't work, that Mahomes is then able to capitalize on. Then the, the route is basically on. Add to that, I could see it happening, like short week to me, Feels like it benefits Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like the Chargers are going to get up there like, uh oh, this game could get out of hand fast. Is the short week anything going into Kansas City? Yeah, I, I would be disappointed to, to go into a game this meaningful on a short week because all of your preparation was done in the offseason. So you did, you worked on it during training camp mm-hmm. some, you worked on it, you know, uh, in OTAs to, to get ready for this, but you're not able to take as much information from the first game as you'd like to. To be able to incorporate it into the plan because of the, the way that, that it's set up. So, so that's, that's an interesting dynamic to this. And, and I don't know if we'll get a true reflection of either team w- with the short week. Well, <coughs> pardon me. Yeah, I think, listen, the, I like the fact that Thursday Night Football now has some really marquee games. The downside to it is exactly what you were saying, which is they are, they are always going to be kind of microwave versions of what you otherwise would get. But you'll get this game at Arrowhead again. I mean, it'll be called, you know, where the L.A. team plays. But it'll be Arrow. I mean, listen, they play. One thing that hurts the Chargers, and I listen, I'm very high on the Chargers, is they play 15 road games and two neutral site games a year. Like, they don't have a home field, and that hurts them. Other thing is this, as far as the blowout. One thing you guys know about, and the other one, I was a bad teammate, and I didn't tell you guys about it beforehand, because I think after you see it, you're going to come around to my side. <laughs> okay. The one you know about is this. The Chiefs kicker's out tonight. Yeah. Yeah. 
that could absolutely work against him. He's one of the best kickers in football. Sure. But if we're talking about what are the recipes for a blowout, well, if the Chiefs team that otherwise would be kicking field goals oh, be awesome. feels like it. We got it. That would be for great. It. That could it absolutely could blow yeah. up in their face. But if they're if you have fourth and four from the twenty eight, it's like with Butker that's automatic. But with our backup kicker, who's actually Justin Reed, the I know they signed a guy, but it might even be their safety. Like they might <coughs> say, "Screw it, go for it." That could lead to a blow. The other thing, and this is the part I didn't tell you guys about beforehand. Show my buddy Adam Lefko's tweet because it's compelling oh, information, please. Uh, it's Patrick Mahomes' birthday on Saturday. Oh. Here's his numbers from the four games played during birthday week. Oh, birthday week, birthday Mahomes. Week. 127 quarterback rating. The only loss was to Baltimore last year in that insane game where they kept going for it on fourth down. 32 points per game, 15 touchdowns, one pick. Brew, now knowing that it is Mahomes' birthday <laughs> week, would you like to take back everything you said? No, oh, I, I'm oh, telling I mean, you, this is going to be Let's go try to prepare you. Yeah. Kansas City did not blow out the Chargers, a team who, by the way, didn't make the playoffs the last two years, yeah. with Tyreek Hill. You and I, when we watched them play together, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert was making his first start. Oh, yeah. Shockingly, because we, we all thought, you know, he wasn't even going to play that game. Tyrod Taylor mm-hmm. gets that injury, freak injury, and they still played him tough. This is – they have – just like we talked about the Saints being a tough matchup for Tampa Bay, the Chargers are a tough matchup in, for many reasons for Kansas City. Who, who, did they, who did they play last year on birthday week? Who did they and play they, last year? Uh, Baltimore, have to, 36 have to, They lost they that. Lost, what about the other game? The Wait, they lost last year on birthday week? They lo- I know. It was, uh, <laughs> Wait, they lost last yeah, year? Yeah, he's not going to oh, lose two straight birthday weeks. So who did they beat? I so was, that, was that a happy birthday week? Was it all about staff? Never lost two straight birthday weeks. Never lost two straight birthday weeks. It never happened. I think one of the years they played Jimmy G in the game he got his knee blown out in, unfortunately, and blew out the Niners in Mahomes' first year. I think that's one of them. The other two, I'll have to check the archives. Throwing out, throwing out a hey, Bloodless time coming oh. up. Guess who I'm putting on it? The Bills. Spoiler alert. You wow. are. Yeah. The Bills. What a tease, huh? Pretty good. Bloodless coming up next. All right, here we go. Buckle up is right. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for your weekly edition of The Bud List, and again... Bro, if you want to lay this out, I had to answer a lot of letters, physical letters to my home (laughs) with one question. Is this an indictment? Is this an inspiration? And I kept on telling people, it's an inspiration. Absolutely wild. It's good news to be on the bus. That's right. It means, like Aaron Rodgers said earlier, it means I believe in you. It's exactly right. right. It's tough (laughs) I just want to hammer that point home. That's what this is. Motivation. So let's get it started. At number three, Derek Carr. All right, look, Devontae Adams, everybody's singing his praises. He was great. The defense wasn't bad considering they were going against a high-powered offense like the Chargers, but Derek Carr threw three interceptions for the first time in four years, only the third time in his career, nine-year career. So Derek Carr, if he gives them a solid performance, they win that game. 
You don't want to start 0-2 in the AFC West. So, Derek Carr, here's motivation. That's right. All right, at number two, Joe Burrow. Now, I mentioned Derek Carr with the three interceptions. Joe Burrow threw four picks. Guys, I feel strong. I feel safe saying this for the first time in his life because he never did it in the NFL. He never did it in college. I doubt he threw four interceptions in a high school game. So, Joe Burrow, I, I, Pop Warner, I bet he never threw four right. interceptions. How does he handle it, though? When you defer, something negative happened to you for the first time, how does he handle it? How does he handle being the hunted? Because I also think, look, obviously he hasn't been the hunted in the NFL. Last year, everything they did was gravy. Was he even the hunted at LSU? He was transferring to Ohio State where he couldn't huh. get on the field. I, I, I don't think he was really even the hunted there. So something new for Joe Burrow to deal with. And let's see what the offensive motivation, line is. Again. They, it is motivation, Joe. Mm-hmm. But I'm just drumming up the negative that people are thinking don't out there. Don't reveal number so one. So come on. Don't reveal number <laughs> this one. This is just a big moment for your credibility. Because there is someone who obviously and clearly should be number one. And I, like the rest of America, want to see if it's it's him. It's his segment. I just want to see if it's him. I just want to see. Take me off the screen. I just want to see if it's him. Nick, this is the obvious answer. I wanted to go elsewhere because you know I pulled for this guy. Good. But I couldn't go elsewhere. It's so obvious. You talk about credibility. The budless credibility would be shot. That's true. If anyone but. Trey Lane. Was that, You've I, got to be kidding me. I mean, maybe, look, maybe I could have went Nathaniel Hackett, maybe, but not. I had to go with a player, and it's got to be, I think coach got to agree with me. Trey Lance, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's coming off a game where he had the worst completion percentage in the league. He had the worst passer rating in the league. And everybody, oh, he was in a monsoon. Oh, it was pouring rain. Well, guess what? There's a 98, you're not going to like this, Nick, 98% chance of rain in San Francisco. Yeah, now you're silent. That was a mic drop moment. 98% chance of rain in San Francisco. And I'm telling you. Jimmy G, the rumblings are beginning. You're the rumblings are no, I'm not. The rumblings are beginning. And coach, you know this in the locker room. I'm sorry. It's rumbling. I'm not saying this should happen after week two. But the veterans in that locker room, if they don't see improvement from Trey Lance, they're gonna be like, we think we can win a Super Bowl. We got a guy who at least we know can get us there. Bear. Why is he play? You got to play the best player at each position to hey. keep the locker room. So, Nick, I'm pulling for Trey. Yeah. Trey, Rooting this is him. motivation. <laughs> I like what you're about. I like your character, but you got to show up this week. You're playing Seattle. I know they're frisky. They showed us last week they could, they could play better than we thought they were, but you got to get it done, my man. Rain. It's going to be raining, so get yourself mentally ready for that. That's the budlet. Great budlet. Come on. I couldn't go with anybody but Trey. Yeah, it's. I I don't know if I ever want you pulling for me. (laughs) Don't pull. pull, If you do, pull for me less. It was his first game as a true starter. I know he he had other opportunities, but in in this kind of environment role, and I understand that, that Jimmy G is there. It just seems like you're putting a lot on him from going oh, into think? the going into you the think? first week. There's you might want to give him just a little bit more leeway before before you can. I, I I get Derek Carr. I get I that I understand, but that's a new offense as well. Joe Burrow 
has to deal with success, and, and that's a challenging go. component of, of, of the NFL. Uh, but my guy is, is Kyler Murray, and Ooh, and here's, here's why. Is you want a new contract after your third year, even though you should have a fourth year and then a fifth year option because of where you were drafted and you're going to take yourself off of social media and you, you know all all those issues and then then you get your new contract which which is fantastic and um, you're you're in a situation where the contract has a an addendum Study. about studying and <laughs> and that's a concern you know okay we we seem to have cleared that up but you go into the game and there were there were missed opportunities in that game and and there were there were times where he scrambled early when he should have stayed in the pocket and there were times where he stayed in the pocket where he should have got out and and not saying that in the first game people aren't going to go through issues like that but this is a team that historically starts very fast and they've lost seven out of their last eight games and they traditionally don't finish very well so to not have early part of the season success could could be a real issue for him as they move I, I, I thought about Kyler Coach because they're facing, you know, this is your Super Bowl. Yeah, the well, Raiders and the Cardinals. You're the only person on the planet, by the way, who thinks that. But anyway, uh he but he had a <laughs> he had a much better game though than Derek Carr or Burrow or or Trey, obviously. Any of the guys on the Butlers, he did throw two touchdowns. I know they were kind of late, but still, yeah, they were off late. Two touchdowns and almost two hundred yards, so I couldn't. It's only three people. I couldn't get him. And in, and in his defense, he's going was going up against a defense. Some say might be the league's best. Some just early some? returns. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> Is that what the, that's well, what the algorithm says? Saying, no, no, the I algorithm have, says I that. I don't have a defense proprietary oh. algorithm. Okay. It is. We do a lot of things on the show. Some are serious. Some are wacky. Okay. Some are you know fun. Some are serious. Yeah. We do a lot of different things. But one of the common threads of this show for the 1,264 episodes that we have done, of which you've been a part of a third of them, is integrity. Yeah, take integrity. And to do an under-duress <laughs> list this week and not have Mr. Quite Limited, Russell Wilson, it's his list, undermines I understand it's it's my tears, the committee, but my tears, but I don't just all of a sudden decide certain teams are not in the NFL. Just like, you know what, I'm angry at the yeah, Steelers. Yeah, this you week. do. No, no, no. They all we get, saw the whole they all get the list. shown up somewhere. <laughs> to not include Russell Wilson when after a whole offseason of nonsense and catchphrases and TikToks and YouTube videos and just cringeworthy moments. For him to go back to Lumen Field, get outplayed by Geno Smith, for his coach to say, do I trust you get five yards or do I trust the greatest kick in league history to happen right now? Let's go for history, boys, to have all that happen. He couldn't even get the offense together. How many did, did he not know the crowd wasn't going to quiet down for him? Five pre-snap penalties, false starts, delay games, all of it. To have all of that happen. And then his Previous coach is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, Pete Carroll, mock him. His uh, previous teammates, one of whom is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, Richard Sherman, mock him. And for you to put <laughs> Derek Carr on the list instead, or Joe Burrow had an off night on the list instead, is beyond belief. What? Some valid points. Those two guys had seven interceptions combined. Yeah, it's not, it's Russell not Wilson threw for 340 yards. Okay. I get it. He lost in Lumen Field. It's tough 
Ask Tom Brady. <laughs> it's tough to go back it to your tough. place of success. And you get emotional. But he still wasn't nearly as bad as the three guys on the butt list. No, I, I refuse to put Russell Wilson on. Plus, they're playing Houston. They're playing Houston. Now, I, I'm saying this. This is for next week, y'all. <laughs> if they lose to Houston, oh, yeah, he will be on the butt oh, list. Thanks. Okay. He will, that's why I didn't put him on. Him and okay. Nate Hackett. That's why they're not on the butt list. Because if they're playing Houston. Okay. And if they lose to Houston, it's going to be a bud list of two. Those two. Okay. All right. I have an <laughs> unconventional no bud list pick. And I think this is going to cause tremors throughout the bud list. All the fans, the bud list, Reddit. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> there is a Reddit. I'm putting on. Oh, yeah. Very active. I'm putting on Josh Allen in the Bills. What? Oh, my goodness. I thought Josh Allen won the Super Bowl already because he won one game. Take it easy, Bills fans. Take it easy. Take a breath. First reason, too long. Too much resting. From that Thursday <laughs> all the way to Monday, too much. Well, I'm ready for that rust-rest conversation, and I'm headed towards rust. Reason number two, you may have heard of him, King Henry. Ooh, Derrick Henry is back. Let's look at his numbers against the mighty Buffalo Bills. Pretty good. And then you see the bottom stat line there? One legendary stiff arm. Oh, I think that's the stiff arm that haunts the Bills. So I know you guys got very excited because you beat the world champs with John McVay said, you know what, we weren't ready to play. I get it. Titans coming off of a tough loss against the Giants. I think they're going to be looking for revenge. You're like, you know what? Now the Bills, how you like to do your hunted hunter thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Titans, uh, Titans are going to be like, you know what, let's knock off the Bills right here. So it's unconventional. It, it, it is that. But I think it deserves a spot, Josh, on the Bills, on the bud list. If I had to list the guys that there's no way they could be on the bud list, <laughs> and Josh Allen might be a top. He's coming off of four touchdown it's games like against the defending you know, Super Bowl champions. How? How? You're making a mockery of the bud list. Too There's long. no way I could put Josh out. Coach, too I long. thought you might Coach, say, I, have a point. It's too I long. thought you might too say the the pressure, don't run, pressure to slide. I thought that's what you Well, might he does say. talk about Cam. Like, that's true, too. That's in his head, too. That's the only head. thing. Don't get hit so much. That's the only thing I can say about Josh out. Right. That music means we're done. That's a decent segment. This is a really good decent. segment. Not bad. Oh, buckle up <laughs> for this. Credibility All of America yeah. has been waiting. How many carries is Zeke going to get? Woo! Stay tuned. Wow. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to First Things First. We're here to talk about commitment. <laughs> With no doubt, Zeke has said we definitely have to commit to running. Nick, do you believe Zeke can carry the Cowboys with Dak out? No, of course not. Oh, okay. And I cannot believe that Jerry's ploy worked. It's not Thursday. Up. And every single... The Cowboys, if Dak didn't get hurt, were the most 
unimpressive team in the league this weekend, and they lost their quarterback. They were the worst offense and the only offense to lose their quarterback. And yet, on every show, on every network, every day, they've been in the conversation because Jerry seeded the thought of, <laughs> ooh, can they stay afloat? Oh, Dak, I know you're hearing surgery, throwing hand, months off. and But what you should be hearing is minor procedure, right side of the body, few weeks. Don't worry, Zeke will carry us through. It's nonsense. And, I mean, there's a... And by the way, I think they've tricked Vegas, too, not to spoil tomorrow's picks. But Cincinnati only being touchdown favorites against Cooper Rush is one of the most baffling lines I've seen all year. It's only been two weeks of lines. Still a pretty baffling line. So, no, I don't think think Zeke is the type of running back anymore that can carry a good team. Now you're going to ask him to carry a team where the whole Bengals game plan is going to be stop Zeke and the Cowboys offensive line is already banged up. So no, I don't think he can carry him. Not at all. Well, I've been saying for years and years and years about the Dallas Cowboys that they should commit to the running game because all the success with Dak has been when they committed to the running right. game and then built off of that as opposed to, hey, we paid this guy a lot of money. We're going to turn him into a, you know, into something different than, than what's been most effective for us. But their only chance, their only chance moving forward is to commit to the running game because when you look at their tackles, both of their tackles struggle in, in pass protection but are actually pretty good run blockers. And, and when you're playing a rookie left tackle whose greatest strength is run blocking, you better play to that greatest strength because otherwise you're going to need a second, third, fourth quarterback based off the, times, the amount of times he's going to get hit. And, and if they can run the ball effectively, and even if it's not effective at times, if they'll commit to it, then you've got a chance with some play-action shots. You've got a chance with, with some, some other things in the intermediate part of the, uh, of, uh, the offense that, that they can do, and it's going to slow down the, the pass rush. So he's right in the sense they have to commit to the running game. It's the only thing that makes sense, and, and they really need to stay with it no matter whether it's Cooper Rush or, or Dak at quarterback. I, I totally agree. Look, the formula is going to be until Dak gets back. Lose. Defense. Badly. Your defense play well, right? Run game. You know, keep your offense on the field through the run game. And then have Cooper Rush throw some effective passes. Throw infrequently, but effectively when we need you to throw. And I don't think Zeke can carry the run game. But I do think, I mean, Zeke averaged five yards a carry plus against Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. And he was pretty good those first five games last year before the knee began to bother him. Now, I'm not saying he's the old Zeke. Of course. But between Zeke and Tony Pollard, who had a bad game against Tampa, I do think those two – can help stay, keep them afloat. The run game with those two, not Zeke. I buy side. that. Coach, is there any chance that there's not tape on Cooper Rush that the Bengals' defense will be kind of caught by surprise or something he can do? Yeah, when, whenever you don't have the ability to evaluate a guy's strengths and, and weaknesses, now that you can look at, at preseason, you can, what, whatever's there you're going you're gonna to try to draw from. But there's definitely times where a guy comes out and – you don't really know what he's good at. You don't really know what his tendencies are. And, and it surprises you. Nice. Things that you thought that, that he couldn't do, suddenly he does. Five-dimensional chess. How do you plan for someone's strengths if they have none? You can't. There's just, there's <laughs> Tell that to Minnesota. This, this, oh, my God. Tell that to Minnesota. We, we should call this Minnesota. part like hate integrity. No, That's why no, we have hate God, integrity. No, now we have hate integrity. Can I just make this Thank point you. quickly? Sure. And we have 40 Jim seconds here. Just, just, all right, just very quick. Any... <laughs> Other team in the league that had done nothing 
in the postseason for a decade. That last year embarrassed themselves in the season. And this year started the year as coin flips to win their own division. And then in week one, failed to score a touchdown and had their quarterback knocked out for at least a month. We would not be trying to speak into existence LeVar Ball style how they're actually going to be able to stick around. They're not. I'm, listen, I'm not. The, there's guys on TV that are on the corner of I hate the Cowboys. That's not me. I'm kind of Cowboys agnostic. I don't love them. I don't hate them. It's not great for the brand, but it's what the truth is. I'm just telling you, but my brand is truth-telling. And the Cowboys are cooked. They were going to have a hard time winning this game if Dak was healthy. They have what? Is your brand truth talk? <laughs> I don't know that's a brand. I don't know. He's trying to drop that in there and yeah, get that going. Take integrity is okay. I don't know that that's I don't know a if brand. it's truth telling per se. It's more of a take. Per se? Wow. Wow. I got some truth <laughs> to tell you. Right. Are the Chiefs on upset alert again? How many upset? Oh, by the way, upset alert, America. Bruce it. Say it. Bruce it. Yeah. Bruce oh, Finally, give me my love. That would be the upset. You stole upset alert from me. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. We are four hours away from Chiefs Chargers. It's drawing a blank time. Brew, the Chargers upsetting the Chiefs would be... It would be bad news for Coach because Coach is watching the game with Nick tonight. And I've watched the Chargers beat the Chiefs with Nick. It gets uncomfortable. It gets uncomfortable. I I was thankful to be there. It was great until they lost. And then Nick leaves me by myself in the house. He goes, all of a sudden, his dog needed a walk. I mean, the dog was fine until they lost. Then he needs a walk. I'm sitting there by myself. I kind of want to give him a hug and make him feel. I didn't know what to do. But it, so, Coach, hopefully the Chiefs win because it, yeah. it'll get dark if they okay. don't. Okay, can we be serious? Here yeah, I, I, I'm dead serious. That is, those are, all, are those not all facts? Those are, all, I just facts. Said? Those are all fair points. They can be kept <laughs> off the air. So, listen, we, while we do the show for ourselves, we also do it for America. So let me talk to America and, as I'm told on Twitter often, our international audience as well, oh, which streams the show. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers upsetting the Chiefs tonight would be bad for the NFL. What? Here's why. Okay. Wow. They're, right now, the league is without a true, unquestioned juggernaut. People are trying to turn the Bills into that, and maybe they will be at some point. But in order for them to be that, two things need to happen. One is they need to knock someone off the mountain. That someone is the Chiefs. The Chiefs play the Bills in a month. And it is, the NFC's got nobody right now that terrifies anybody. You know, who's the favorites in the NFC right now? The Bucs, I guess. Were they overwhelming week one? No. Like, it's it's the AFC. And the league is at its best when there is a team everyone's gunning for. And for the last four years, for good or for bad, that's been Kansas City. It was the Patriots for 20 years. It was good for the league. It was, you know, with other teams knocking them off. Peyton knocked them off, and then the Jets sure. did it the one Eli. time. It's fun. It was fun. 
That is the Chiefs' charge in the league, no pun intended. If they lose in week two, like last year, that happened. They lost and they lost again. Yeah, it was fun for a minute because it's like, oh, is the Chiefs broken? But everyone knew they weren't broken. And it was just like, okay, so now we're all just waiting for the, the inevitable turnaround and it happened. It wasn't as interesting. <laughs> what is interesting and what is best for the league is if the Chiefs put it on the Chargers tonight. Yeah, I like this. And we can, and we can all say, Chiefs, Bills, we're going to get it in week six. We're going to get it again in the AFC Championship game, where you, like we did, got it last year in the regular season, last year in the playoffs, and can all build towards that. If the Chargers win, it'll be exciting for Justin Herbert and his friends and family for a few days. Yeah, I agree with this. Like, but it won't. It, it also won't even take. prove. It won't take. prove the Chargers have gotten over any hump themselves. Because as you pointed out, they beat the Chiefs last year, didn't even make the damn playoffs. So the Chargers upsetting the Chiefs tonight would be bad for football. Okay, see, this is the Nick I like. Yeah. This is this is the Chiefs. Uh, this is the Nick America. <laughs> Go ahead. This is the the Nick that America likes. The, the the put your chest out. Say it's bad for football. It is. If the Chiefs lose. It is. Yesterday you were like, I don't know. No. Hopefully yeah. we can get maybe a two-point conversion. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we'll try our it, best. That, this is what we want. No. Say say, I you know say 20 and 0. Put 20 and 0 back I out was, there. Put it on the they table. They blow the charges out. Oh, oh we're getting close. I mean, we're getting close. Out, if they blow them out, we can start to have the discussion. Oh. Just like last year, I never said 20-0. What I said was, if they beat the Ravens, we can start That's to have a discussion. For they lost the Ravens I, by I a point. But the, listen, I respect the Chargers. I respect Khalil Mack. I respect their head coach. You guys don't. You guys think Staley's yeah, a dude. He's on the hot seat. You know what I mean? He's on the, he's hot, on the hot seat. seat. He is for on the hot seat. If they don't make the playoffs, he's a goner. Why is this? You don't think? My goodness. No, that's I don't think. I think you're out of your mind. What's keeping – this is a playoff team, Nick. You think, you think they're the second-best team in AFC? Mm-hmm. If they don't make the playoffs, yeah. he's safe? No, I think he's safe. I don't think I think Brian Steele is a very good coach. I think Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. I think the Chargers have two excellent totally pass good. rushers. Yeah. And I think if they were playing anyone other than the overwhelming clear best well, team in football the tonight, they, I think they'd probably win. I think they're better than the Bills. I think the Chargers are better than the Bills. The Chargers scare me more than the Bills. That's a good take, though. Good for bad for football. Oh, that is. They're a, all good takes. Well, well, no, 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 that, that's why I'm pointing. They're not. So I'm pointing <laughs> out the one that's good.